Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along in this week's episode. We round up what's been happening in the Sports Insure Premiership playoffs. And the Ipswich Witches are through to the Sports Insure Premiership Grand Final after a sensational semi in Manchester. And right now, the Ipswich Witches are going through to the final next week. What an honour, Speedway. We've got plenty of reaction to bring you, not least from those in charge of the Ipswich Witches, Chris Louie and Richie Hawkins. Those boys, I, I feel... Yeah, great for them because they've pulled this team together this year. They've gone out and done races like that time and time again to get us results. So they deserve to have that one. We've also got reaction from Monmore where it's half time between the Wolves and the Tigers. Sheffield, though, taking a 10 point lead back home to Olerton. And one of our special guests this week is Damien Bates, promoter of the Sheffield Tigers. To be honest, I didn't expect us to come away with that, that lead, but there's still another leg to go, you know, and Wolves have proven. Uh, time and time again that they can do the business anywhere. Much more from Damien Bates in part two of the podcast and in part three, we look ahead to one of the most long-awaited meetings ever, potentially. The Stuart Robson farewell meeting with Martin Coleman, who's the man organising it for the fifth time. I feel like I've promoted a couple of seasons already. It's just been um, a meeting that seems to have been just riddled with bad luck from, from the moment we started. Much more from Martin Coleman in part three. All of that, though, on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. Lots to get through as ever. Damien Bates in part two. And we'll talk more about Sheffield in a few moments. But first to the National Speedway Stadium, where Ipswich are through to the Sports Insure Premiership Grand Final. After toppling champions Bellevue in a sensational semi-final in Manchester, the Witches led by 18 points from the first leg, but came under huge pressure in the closing stages of the return at a packed National Speedway Stadium with back-to-back Aces 5-1s in heats 13 and 14, 
bringing the margin back to just two points. The decider turned out to be one of the best racers ever seen in playoff speedway as home duo Brady Kurtz and Dan Bewley initially appeared to hold a 5-1 position only for Witcher stars Emil Saifudinov and Jason Doyle to both come through to win it for the Foxhall side in a heat at one point led by all four riders. Four laps to determine. Here we go. Takes up. We're on the way. Bewley's made a good start. Doyle has made an even better one. Certainly Kurtz is there. Here comes Bewley on the inside. Saifudinov around the outside in the second place. Doyle coming through into third. Kurtz has gone off there. Look at Bewley. Bewley on the inside. Incredible move from Bewley again. Doyle. Doyle fires himself back to the front. Bewley's now in front. Saifudinov in the third place. You can throw a blanket over all four riders. Here comes Doyle again. He's hit the front. Saifudinov now. Up the inside. Oh, they nearly run into each other. But the witches have hit the front. What a stunning couple of laps of speedway that was. Wow. What a response from Saifudinov and Doyle. Bewley's there. Kurtz is at the back. And right now, the Ipswich Witches are going through to the final next week. What a night of speedway. One last blast on the run to the corner. And the Ipswich Witches have done it. Oh, what a night. Well, the Bellevue Aces won the meeting, 51-39. Jamin Lidsey scored 11 plus 1. Brady Kurtz and Dan Bewley scoring 10 plus 1. But their first leg deficit proved just too high. Soon we'll hear from the victorious witches Jason Doyle and Emil Saifudinov, who did the business, as you heard there, in Heat 15. But first of all, to the management, Chris Louie and Richie Hawkins with Abby Stevens on Eurosport. Uh, Richie, what was your heart rate like in that Heat 15? No, that's just Jason Doyle out of nowhere. He's struggled for speed here all season and then suddenly just pulls out a ride like that. Um, for what he's done for the club in the last two years, that's just right that that was him that pulled off a ride like that to get us in the final. What a heat, Chris. I mean, you had a 20-point lead after heat four and then going into heat 15, just down to two. Yeah, look, you go into a race like that when the whole season hinges on it and, you've, you, you know, it's a replay of Heat 13 that you've lost out 5-1. Um, it's tough, tough on the nerves, I've got to say, but, uh, you know, those boys, I, I feel you know, great for them because they've pulled this team together this year. They've gone out and done races like that time and time again to get us results, so they deserve to have that one. You've tasted victory, Richie, with the knockout cup, and now you're through to the final. It could be the double, perhaps. The story continues. Yeah, it's going to... I mean, obviously, Sheffield have got a great lead now, um, winning at Wolves, so, yeah, it could be a replay of that, and I'm sure it'll be a lot tougher test than we had in the cup, but, yeah, we'll uh, enjoy tonight, and then we'll worry about next week then. To the stars of the show then in Heat 15, Jason Doyle in a moment, but first Emil Saifudinov with Scott Nichols. Yeah, it was tight because, you know, it's when we come here, you know, it was, uh, we had like planned to keep the hours points, you know, at uh, 18 points, and but anyway, you know, that was tough because uh, Bellevue and home, you know, is uh, going really quick and uh, yeah, so it's, anyway, we get, got, you know, the final and uh, which one is, you know, is, I think we deserve it and, uh, yeah, just going for the gold. Heat 13 didn't go your way. The, the Bellevue boys look very fast. Did you make many changes coming into Heat 15 because you look like a different rider? Yeah, we changed the, like, a little bit, you know, his ignition, uh, just 
like I said, you know, just one degree, so which one, you know, is uh, cost me a little bit, you know, it's a slower bike and uh, which one is was a little bit lazy, but we changed uh, for hit 15, you know, so we're back again and then that was fast, you know, it's, uh, yeah, track is, uh, today was really tricky because, you know, it's hard to understand, you know, it's, uh, Weather condition is was like uh, changed a lot, and track is was like looks like wet, but it's like dry, and you know? so it's uh, yeah, it's good experience I got, you know, and uh, yeah, so going going to forward. Whatever happens, it's a great night. Great to see you. Good luck in the final. Thank you, Emma. Back to you, Abby. Jason Dool, my heart rate is through the roof. I can't imagine what yours is like. No, it's it's gone way above the roof. I think uh, that was a unbelievable meeting. Uh, so much stress, so much adrenaline, then. Uh, yeah, that last race, I'm not sure what happened, but it was uh, every, everything, everyone was throwing uh, the kitchen sink at each other. <laughs> it was brilliant to watch. And did you watch um, the meeting on Thursday? Yeah, I was at home with my wife, Emily. Uh, I, I was so proud of the boys. What an amazing job they've done. It just shows that I don't need to be there when they're uh, when on form like that. Uh, they showed true Tiger, and uh, the, the meeting was just uh, amazing to watch. We needed that lead to come here. Well, they needed you tonight. They needed you in Heat 15, and it was just outstanding. And now you're through to the final. Yeah, we can't believe it. We had the, the worst two gates in Heat, in heat 15, and we made it. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't watched the race. I'm looking at the big screen in the background, and I'm waiting to see how it was. But, yeah, it had too many moves, too much uh, hard, hard riding, I guess it was. It was hard riding, but it was required as well for the Ipswich Witches to make it through to the grand final of the Sports Insure Premiership, which was due to take place next week. Who will await them? Well, that's going to be either Sheffield or Wolves, and more about that in a moment. First, let's hear from the captain of the Bellevue Aces then. Uh, their time as champions comes to an end in 2023, and he's been speaking to Hayley Bromley. Nah, we're all super disappointed, I'm sure, as everyone would know. It's... Uh... We didn't want to finish the season here. It's been it's been such a good journey for us. We've had such a great team, seven really really good guys to be a part of it. Lemo, a great manager, and he ran the club superbly all year. And uh, yeah, we can't really put into words how we're all feeling at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's disappointing. But all we can do is wish Ipswich the best in the final, and uh, they were the better team over two legs. Absolutely. I mean, I know you guys have been extremely hard on yourself about that Ipswich result. 18 points was a lot. At one point, you were 22 points down. You pulled 20 back. I mean, that is an incredible feat in and of itself. Yeah, the first four heats didn't really go to plan for us here. And uh, after that, in such a short amount of time, we pulled so many points back. And uh, we all did really believe it was going to happen before the last few heats. And uh, yeah, we came up short. You know, it's it's a difficult enough task to beat Doyle and Emil once without having to, to race them again in 15. And uh, they're two of the best riders in the world and uh, yeah, to get it over them twice in a row was never going to be easy and um, yeah, they, they managed to get us. So who will await the Ipswich Witches? Well, as we mentioned, that's either the Sheffield Tigers or the Wolverhampton Wolves, and it's Sheffield in pole position for the grand final after a brilliant performance to win 50-40 in their semi at Wolverhampton on Monday night. The Tigers, patched up due to their injuries with three guests involved, found themselves four points down early on, but they levelled with a 5-1 in Heat 9 and then pushed on for a big away win in the first leg in front of a huge crowd at Monmore Green. Robert Lambert with 12-plus-1 bonus was 
unbeaten after a third place in his first ride. And his heat 15-5-1 with fellow stand-in Richard Lawson, who himself got 10 plus 1, took the margin to 10 points heading back to Ollerton this Thursday. Kyle Howarth, Josh Pickering and Chris Holder all chipped in with two race wins apiece as Wolves again suffered disappointment in the home leg of a semi-final with their top scorer being skipper Sam Masters, who got 7 plus 1 bonus. In a moment, we'll hear from Peter Adams, the Wolves team boss. First of all, from the management at Sheffield, Simon Stead speaking to Ryan Guest. Well, Sheffield Tigers team boss Simon Stead, you must be a one very proud team manager here tonight. Absolutely. Um, 100% effort from every single one of the lads. Uh, rode their socks off in, in every single heat. Uh, battled for, for places when they're out of positions. Uh, consolidated clever points in, 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 in other heats. Um, and in a meeting where every single point counts, then uh, it was uh, important that the lads knew the, the importance of, of that. And uh, they've done everything and more that I could have asked for them tonight. They've, they've been fabulous uh, on track. They've been uh, a great bunch of lads all helping each other in the pits. And, uh, and you know, we've seen a fantastic result because uh, of their hard work and determination to, to get there. So I'm really, really, really pleased. It's it's just credit to the lads because they're the ones that that have really put put the hard work in. Um, we've been a little bit inconsistent away from home, um, but I think that the balance tonight we got right. Richard's come in and done a fabulous job. Drew came in and, and rode brilliantly as 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 well. Um, uh, so it, it's just been a, a great team effort. And look, when you when you've got Robert at, at number one, who's absolutely world class, and showed why he's why he's up there, challenging right at the top end of the of the world stage. Then, um, you know, you, you, that filters down the rest of the team, and um, uh, we've been really, really, uh, we've been really lucky with uh, with the guys that have integrated so well into the team because it is difficult coming in as a guest. Uh, but they've they've integrated really well. They've helped each other. The, the, from one to seven, everybody's tried to get the best out of uh, out of everybody. And um, the the points on the uh, on the scoreboard show that we've done a really good job. How do you approach Thursday now? Because obviously you're in a, a dominant position uh, with the home form you, you've had around Allerton of late as well. Many would expect you to uh, to wrap it up fairly comfortably. So, so how, how do how do you have to approach Thursday now? Well, we we had a chat about that straight after Heat 15. Um, you have to draw a line under it. And uh, and we start from zero again, really, uh, because the the important thing when you get to this time of year is, is is about momentum. So we can't afford to take our foot off the gas. We need to carry on doing what we're doing. Um, and if tonight's anything to go by, we're we're going to be a threat to to anybody. And um, it was uh, a, a fabulous a fabulous meeting. Um, like I said before, every every single one of them gave 110. percent uh, you can't ask any more from that. Uh, the fans played their part as well. We we could we could hear him in great numbers, um, giving them giving us every bit of support, and uh, and that made a different difference too. They were they were part and parcel of this uh, this great great win tonight. But we look at Thursday. Um, as a, as a fresh meeting uh, that we'll be going out to win. Yeah, and you've mentioned the guests here tonight um, and obviously it's been a, a torrid torrid time over the past month or so for the Tigers on on the injury front. Looking around the pits, totally bizarre as well. Only Carl remaining from press day. So um, to, to be to be in this position at this stage of the season with everything that has gone against the club, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's true credit to everyone involved. Well, that's it. Look, I mean, uh, so, some, of the, some of the changes were... were 
unforeseen and some of them were um, that we believe were the, were the right decision for the, for the club. So, uh, listen, these guys are brilliant, aren't they? I love it. Um, but it's... Um, it's it's difficult like when you when you when you're managing a, a speedway team some sometimes you've got to do what's right in the best interest of the club injuries are part and parcel of this game um you can't do anything about that what what all, all we can do as a as a management team is try and get the best cover possible uh and you know you've got to give um tremendous credit to to our our management team you know mark damien driller julie um who have enabled me to to sort of get the guys in that i wanted to get to get in um they've been a great fit they've done a fabulous job uh and, I, and i'm pleased for everybody that we've got this result we'll hear from damien bates in the next part of no breaks no fear one of the promoters at sheffield with a bit more information on who is going to be lining up for the tigers in that second leg on thursday right now let's hear from peter adams he's been here before and there's another leg to go at Ollerton. Uh, his thoughts with mike taylor from bbc radio wm peter that was that obviously wasn't the result you wanted tonight he took a very good team to beat you yeah they were very good today um i think when you look at the program they produced 11 race winners out of the 15 heats and no matter who you are you know you can't cope with that no there's sometimes there's real moments that shift the momentum in a meeting the the 5-1 in heat nine where richard lawson defended so strongly to protect drew kemp just felt like a real shift in the momentum yeah there were there were quite a few races like that particularly early on you know when we held a, a comfortable four-point lead. But uh, as I say, you know, you've got to produce a, a preponderance of uh, heat winners in a match like this. And uh, we couldn't do it. You know, you need a, a good start and a good middle and a good finish. And yeah. the start weren't too bad, but the rest of it, you know, was simply not good enough. I know you'll give it everything, uh, the team will give it everything they've got on Thursday, but it, it's clearly a very, very tall task for you. Though. Well, absolutely, you know, we have... Uh, had some success at Sheffield in the last couple of years, but not to that extent. And it'll take something extraordinary, you know, for us to turn that round. There are going to be obviously meetings here in October, and they're going to be very big and emotional occasions. You had huge support here tonight, which t- says something for how much people want to come and see the club. Yeah, the fans have been absolutely tremendous. You know, not just this season, but year on year. And that, you know, they were tonight. Porky whipped them into a bit of a frenzy, and. Um, it's just a great shame that we couldn't produce the result that uh, that they were looking for. A strong performance throughout the Sheffield team. Then, as we mentioned before, three riders getting two race wins apiece. Kyle Howarth and Chris Holder among them, as was Josh Pickering, who's also been chatting to Ryan Guest. Well, Josh Pickering, um, obviously with uh, Sheffield's injury woes and Wolves having a, a full strength one to seven, many thought this semi-final was going to go in the Wolves' favour, but that's some effort from the Tigers tonight. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We... Um, the boys that come in done an unbelievable job. Um, there's not much to say, really. We've just got to continue this form we, we're currently having at the minute. We're all feeling confident. Our machinery's all going good, touch wood. And, um, you know, the the confidence in the camp is second to none. Yeah, people will say that Sheffield were able to bring in the, the, the guests and, and pick to the strength and everything like that. But um, it's never that simple, is it? Integrating so many riders, three guests into a, into a, into a team. Oh, they can say what they want, mate. At the end of the day, the people we have missing is Ty Wolfenden, Tobias Musliak, and who else we got? Is that that's it, eh? And Klaus Stander. And Klaus, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how can you replace them riders anyway? Especially at Sheffield, like Wolfie's been unbelievable there at home uh, since he's come in. 
Toby's been unbelievable there. The last two or three seasons he's been there. So um, in saying we're strengthening someone for, for our track is incorrect. Uh, potentially on the way track type thing, but Wolfie rode here for 10 years and uh, Toby done some time here as well when he started his career. So again, in saying that, both the boys know this track quite well and at the end of the day, it's it's all the other the other five boys in the team as well that, that make our team and all of us stepped up tonight. We all had race wins and then most of the time when we did have race wins, we had our, our support with a, a paid win or, you know, getting that heat advantage. Yeah, you, you've been here as a visiting rider on a, a number of occasions in the top flight now. You know a lot of the Aussie boys in the Wolves camp as well. It's it's very rare they get dominated in terms of the, the, the heat wins like they have been tonight. Oh, absolutely, mate. Like, Sam, Dougie, even like Becker around here, he's, he's unreal as well. So um, Stevie Worrell, again, unbelievable trapper, rides the place well. He's been going good here all year, but at the end of the day, mate, sometimes you do need a bit of luck on your side as well. The luck fell our favour. Uh, we, we made some very smart decisions in our first corners or opening laps, and it sort of set us up for the rest of the night. So um, we're just going to continue with this, this this form we've got currently, hopefully, and uh, take this confidence into the next one. Yeah, and Thursday night, like you say, giving yourselves a, a massive opportunity now. Um, still got a job to do, nevertheless, but like you say, a, a team certainly confident around the home circuit. Yeah, well, I've got a lot more confidence in going to Sheffield than I did here tonight, and I've done my job, and I know the other boys will be feeling the same. So, um, as they say, it's not over yet, but I feel like we do have one foot in the door for the for the final, and we've just got to make sure we stay there. Well, as Ipswich would be able to tell any team that um, you never rest on your laurels and there's still a long way to go. Yeah, Ipswich, of course, started their fixture uh, 18 points ahead and it still went down to the last heat. Let's hear from Steve Worrell now of the uh, Wolverhampton Wolves. Um, another tough night at Monmore on home shale. Yeah, not not how any team wants to start their, their playoff campaign. You know, the idea behind the whole thing is to build as big a lead up as you can at home and take that away. Um by the looks of it, we're going to try and do it backwards. You know, we'll we'll lose at home and try and win away. So um, we've got to stay positive. You know, it's not over. Um, we could quite easily go there and do what they've done here tonight. You know, thing for us, not many heat winners, and um, we're not not really packing in the minor places either, which isn't ideal. Um, no lack of time here on the track. I think's not helped tonight for us because. Again, not like not making excuses, but you know, we've, it would have been nice if we was coming here on the back of racing last week. You know, weather weather changes, track changes, so kind of like we've all been scratching our heads. Really, there's not been one of us, I guess, that's you know stumbled across something that's that's you know like set set the bike off, um, and then you can pass it on. Not one of us has found anything, and Sheffield lads seemed to find it, and they was getting out the starts well and had a lot of speed on track, and we just couldn't match them. You say you mentioned a lack of race winners, bizarre as well, because when when Wolves got that hat trick of four twos, it looked as if you were to, uh, about to get a, a bit of control on the meeting, but then uh, that that four two in in heat four turned out to be the, the last race win of the night, which is totally unheard of here at Monmore for the Wolves. Yeah, that's it. You know, like it's not through lack of effort. You know, everyone was trying their nuts off. Um, you know, I've, I've I've tried everything tonight to try and. You know, replicate some speed that I've had earlier in the year, and I know like the rest of the guys are pulling the hair out as well. So, um, yeah, now we just got to, I guess, forget about it now and go into Sheffield, stay positive, and you know we we can quite easily do what they've done here. Is it almost a case of nothing to lose on Thursday night now? Yeah, um, obviously we want to make we want to make that final. You know, we want to give Wolves the send off it deserves. So that's 
the idea is we want to we want to get in that final so we'll we'll go there and just give it our all you know put it all on the line and see where we end up Steve Worrell of the Wolverhampton Wolves and the fixture picture for the week ahead is very, very simple indeed in the Sports Insure Premiership. The lineup for the grand final set to be confirmed on Thursday when Sheffield take a 10-point lead into their semi-final second leg against the Wolverhampton Wolves. Uh, the first leg of the final is set to pl- take place on Monday. Uh, depends, obviously, who gets through to that, um, but uh, we do know that um, if... It should be Sheffield and uh, Ipswich. Then the first leg will be at Ipswich on the Monday, Sheffield on the Thursday. Uh, I know this because I've done an interview with Damien Bates. and We talk about that uh, potential scenario in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear as we catch up with uh, not only promoter at the Sheffield Tigers, but also family involvement as well and his own involvement with Leicester. And um, he's also on the board of directors at the BSPL too. So we'll talk about all those different areas of speedway in the next part of no breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Coming up in the final part later on, we're chatting to Martin Coleman, who um, has been involved in organising the most long-awaited fixture in Speedway history, I think, and that is the Stuart Robson farewell meeting. He's been organising it since 2019, and he's on to his fifth version of the event, um, what with the pandemic and rain-offs. It's been quite brutal, and uh, finally hoping to get that meeting underway. Um, But uh, we'll hear about the planning process and what they've got in store for this Saturday at Redcar is that meeting. So more about that Stuart Robson farewell and the uh, trials and tribulations of... Uh, taking on the job of organising a meeting and, and not realising you got to organise that same meeting five times. So uh, more about that to come. Right now, we turn our attention uh, on the Sheffield Tigers, but also British Speedway in general, because I'm very pleased to say that joining us this week on No Breaks, No Fear is one of the promoters at the Sheffield Tigers, but also a member of the board directors at the BSPL, British Speedway Promoters Limited as well. And uh, he is Damien Bates. Welcome, Damien. And, uh, well, you must be 
sat there in your office um, feeling a little bit more uh, confident about things regarding the playoffs today than maybe you were on on Monday after bringing home a ten point lead from from Monmore. Um, well, yeah, it was a good result. Um, to be honest, I didn't expect us to come away with that that lead, but um, there's still another leg to go, you know. And Wolves have proven uh, time and time again that they can do the business anywhere, and they've always been. Cl- run close at Sheffield before they've won over the last couple of years so it's not a given by any um, stretch of imagination You must have been wondering what you'd done to get the bad luck that you'd had at a certain point in the season though with uh, losing Ty Wuffenden of course Jack Holder before that Tobias Musilak lately as well um, and and now obviously uh, Klaus Vissing is, is currently out so you've had this spate of injuries over a short period of time which have, have really caused you a bit of a headache really Yeah we also lost Dan at Rising Star who'd been absolutely great for us this year um, and obviously we lost Jack which was devastating really and he tried coming back um, but obviously with a cut-off date, he couldn't commit to us, which were fair comment because he, he, you know, he still won't fit and we had a, uh, a date where we had to redeclare his lineup. Um, there were a few other issues in team, um, why we made the changes we did, but we fetched tie-in. Um, and obviously had that big crash at uh, Cardiff, which... Um, what can you do? I've lost Jack, I've lost Ty. Um, he rode on Sunday, which I don't think he should have been riding. Um, I think he's been vocal with that as well. Um, and then obviously last weekend we lost Toby, broken leg, out for a minute. So it is against us. Um, if we do get to the final, it's a good achievement. Um, and obviously whoever's going to start final against us, if it is us, um, you know, escape sweet show. They've got their full team. They're back to their one to seven. So, I think they've got a slight advantage over that. We're, we're trying to find guests to cover, which is far from ideal, um, very difficult. Um, but we'll, we'll 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 be patched up, but we'll give it as best shot like we always do. The situation we we heard earlier um, in this podcast interview with Simon Stead, who said that you're obviously having to look at your options now because of the this eight day rule, which is maybe going to come back and haunt you slightly there. So you've got to be careful about who you book when. You had Robert Lambert and and uh, Richard Lawson, of course, and, and Drew Kemp as guests for Monday night, and maybe a bit of a reshuffle of the pack for the second leg with those other rules in mind with a potential final in mind next week? Well, you can have the ADA rule doesn't count, obviously, for your number one, um, which is good for us, thankfully. Uh, the rest of it, yeah, ADA rule. Uh, obviously, we can't guess the same track within that time frame. Um, it does make it even more difficult because you only can pick from three teams who's not in playoffs. Um, then average has got to fit then availability if the rider is available to do it. So it is very, very, very difficult. It's not a situation I want to be in, um, but it's a situation we're in. It is what it is, so we've got to do the best we can with it. Um, and we've got the eight-day rule um, in his head. We, we, we're trying to work it out. Just before I come on here, actually, I'd just be on phone steady. Um, we got some stuff to try and get some stuff sorted for this Thursday because we're still not there yet with the team. Yeah, and awaiting the the winners, and we obviously you can't say it's a foregone conclusion with uh, 
Ipswich being obviously 18 points up and showing it can get a little bit tipped. They were 22 points up at one point on Monday night against Bellevue and it came down to a, the final heat there. So you can never say never in Speedway, as, as we well know. Um, but Ipswich are definitely there. Last year's champions are out now, so there will be a new champion this year in the Premiership. And of course, from your point of view, with Sheffield getting to that final, being defeated by Bellevue last year, that's obviously a memory you're wanting to put to bed. It is because, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm I'm not bitter by last year, but I'm still a bit, things went off that I don't believe should have been allowed to go off. Um, and it did. Um, I, I believe it cost us that league title. Um, but, you know, like I said, that last year, we're, we're hopefully, hopefully, um, we can get to another, but like I said, Wolves can't discount Wolves eh, by any stretch because they are a good team. So if we do get to the final, um, we'll, we'll be trying as best to, to go on better this year and win it. Um, with a patched up team, like I've said, I'd have me on team, but it is what it is and, and we just have to do what we can do and try and win it. Clearly very different circumstances, um, as you sort of alluded to there, but um, the, the the irony, of course, is not lost in, in Robert Lambert um, doing a tremendous job last night helping you out. And of course, he was the rider, the bit of controversy about him riding for Bellevue last year. Um, but he, he did a fantastic job around Monmore for you uh, on Monday night, considering he's not ridden there, I don't think, since 2019. Um Getting around Sam Masters there, there's not many riders have done that this season. No, it, it, obviously the other comes first to Rob last year, but if you look at who, who we've got and who we can choose from, the list isn't big, um, and and averages play a part. Um, so Rob Lambert was really the unrealistic guest, good enough we could get to cover for Ty, um, or in turn cover for Jack. So you know we 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 spoke to Rob um, and. Thankfully, we got the the deal done with him and for him to, to ride for us. But like I say, it's very hard to, to find the guests that all fit correctly. Um, and Rob, you know, last night at Wolverhampton, he was. That's why I think he's, if, he's in top six in the world at the moment. He's, he's a pure class rider. And uh, I'm, I'm, I am thankful that we have managed to uh, book his services for playoffs. Yeah, it was uh, tremendous there. And uh, obviously, you've still got some work to do to finalise your team I guess for Thursday have you got any any of the um, guest riders booked as yet at this at the moment in time that we're talking now I mean, it's Tuesday so you've got a bit of time but uh, you've got to submit that team fairly soon I guess I've got um, Rob's obviously agreed to do all playoffs for us um, if we get to final also um, and then Richard Lawson is coming on Thursday for us as well um, I, I like to he's it's good to have, it's hard enough to get guests, but it's good to have try and get the, the the same guests to do both legs and things. I think it just gives a bit more stability. Um, and then we're just working on a, um, a guest for Klaus at the moment. Um, so hopefully I'll have that tied up by the end of today. Okay, but that's that's a big boost though to get somebody like Robert Lambert in, in the side now. For as long as the playoffs last, if that's all the way to the to the final, of course, next week or or whatever. But um, a huge boost to you know, as you say, have one of the top riders in the world right now. Um, obviously, replacing one of the top riders in the world in, in as you mentioned with with Jack Holder and Ty Wuffenden, but to maintain that level of rider in that position, you know, very difficult shoes to fill. But you've you've probably filled it there. Yeah, I think that's so. Say it, it, it was key that we did try and get somebody on that level. Um, because you know Jack and Ty, they they 
the, uh, an elite level along with your people like Jason Doyle and, and Mel Saifuddin and all of them sort of riders. So we, we'll, that's one thing we, we were trying to get um, somebody who could represent as, as number one as good as Ty and Jack have all season. So, um, yeah, brilliant that Rob's agreed to do it for us. And were you obviously you were involved with the, the Sheffield meeting last night, but have you seen what happened at the National Speedway Stadium yet? They obviously came down to a, a bit of a last-seat decider, one of those where Bellevue needed those 5-1s, and those 5-1s start coming in, and you're thinking, hang on a minute, this this could actually turn around here, but uh, Ipswich getting the job done in, in Heat 15, and it was those riders you mentioned, Jason Doyle and Emil Saifutinov, that that ultimately uh, got them over the line. Yeah, it, it was were, it were, um, a great 8.15 and, and, you know, Speedway is a winner when, when stuff like that happens. Um, but that's what Jason and Emil um, have done week in, week out for Ipswich. Um, they've been fantastic for the league, they've been fantastic for Ipswich, they've been fantastic for British Speedway. Um, but in turn, if you looked at 8.13 with Brady and Dan, Bueller again, top class riders um, so when you've got riders like that in, you, you do expect fantastic racing and, and at one point I genuinely did think Bellevue was going to do it um, but you know they fell short which is a shame but um, Ipswich have, 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 have done well this year they've done well um, they've, had, they've had the ups and downs um, yeah they've done they've done alright so you know good luck to Ipswich um, in final of course, you faced uh, Ipswich. If, if you do get to the final, um, you, you faced Ipswich in a final in the Knockout Cup not long ago. And of course, Ipswich, um, well, they, they did a big job back on their on their home patch. So you know the the size of the task at hand. I think I'm right in saying, at least at this stage, the the first leg of the final, whoever Ipswich faces, is likely to be at Foxhall on the Monday with the return leg. Potentially, unless of course it is Wolves that go through, but if it is Sheffield, that the plan would be for a, a Monday Ipswich leg and a, and a Thursday Sheffield leg. Would that be right? Yeah, that is right. And yeah, they did beat us in knockout cup. Um, um, it, listen, it's always nice to win things. It really is. Um, but I don't, I don't at the beginning of the season, if I'm honest, don't think. Oh, I'm building this team to win knockout cup. We do it to win league. Um, Ipswich were better than us two legs. Um, we just lost as riders. Um, we had a guest of Max Frick who come in, who was, you know, by his own admission, it wasn't, he didn't have the best meeting at Sheffield. I think he got two points. Um, you know, so if we'd have had, if we'd have got what I'd expect him to got double figures, it'd have been a completely different tie. But that's done with. Um, Ipswich obviously won that, but playoff final. Uh, Foot League is completely different to a knockout cup final, in my opinion. And um, like I say, hopefully it is us, but it could be Wolverhampton. So hopefully it is it us, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 try his best to um, to win both to, to win the meeting. Yeah, and I don't want to make it sound like it's obviously a foregone conclusion at all, because of course you know full well that Wolves are capable of uh, springing a surprise at uh, at Ollerton. Obviously, history says that Sheffield usually do well against Wolves there, but Wolves won only last year uh, at uh, at Ollerton. So you, you know, and Steady knows, the riders know, they've got to be on their guard. Yeah, Wolves have got some fantastic riders, especially riders who, who do ride Sheffield well, like Ryan Douglas, Sam Masters, um, the, the, um, Rory Schlander. They ride, they ride the track well, and like I say, it's... it's by far, foregone conclusion that 
um, we're going to be in final. Um, it's a good position we're in, a great position we're in, um, but Zonius can throw it away now, so if we just stick to his game plan, stick to what we do best, um, we, we, we're hopeful that we, we can get through. Um, and, and Sheffield uh, overall this season, from from a you know off the track point of view, and from your point of view as as being a promoter, how how's it been? Because of course the circumstances of um, you know the economy and cost of living and all that you know all has an effect, doesn't it, on running the club, particularly with getting fans through the gates. People are a bit more careful about where they spend their money now. How how's it been for you this season with with the crowd levels and and, and getting people into the speedway down there in Sheffield? Um... It's, some meetings have been difficult, um, but you know the, the crowds are, are they've been all right. They've, they have picked up more since um, Ty come in, which I'd expect them to have done. Not massively, but they have picked up because you don't get to see Ty woofing and riding very often. And also we've brought Chris Holder back in, which is you know riders like that to to come. Riding British League again, uh, something we've been working for and working towards and try and get these bigger names to spear way back in. Um, so it, it's, you have your good meetings, you have your bad meetings. Um, and I, I know people sometimes have to choose um, and they're always going to choose when somebody like Emel Saifutinov comes or Jason Doyle um, to others, you know, no disrespecting real but people want to see them sort of ride as well. So when they come, you know, it's been a lot better. But overall, yeah, it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. We're, we're working every year differently to do different stuff and trying to trap more people in. And But times are tough, not just for in Speedway. Times are tough everywhere. Um, I think everybody feels it in one way or another. Um, but... I appreciate the fans that we do get. Um, the great support. Um, we, we have a good away presence all the time that the fans go to, which again is is, is massive for team and, and team understand that and this and they appreciate the fans turning out to away meetings for them. Um, like I say, in difficult times. Yeah, the Ben Tubami army have, have certainly made themselves known, haven't they, around the various tracks? Yeah, yeah, they've been. <laughs> to be fair, they've been really good, really good, and and. Um, you can see that we all riders all come and, and they, they enjoy, they talk to them after meeting, uh, they, they, you know, they engage with them, which I think it's just, it's just good for the sport to have following um, and people to, 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 to shout, to shout Speedway, shout your club about. It's, it's really good. Um, let's just talk about the future then. Um, you, you're one of the board members at the BSPL and you've got some big decisions to make, I think, over the course of the winter, as you do every every winter in, in Speedway. Um, clearly, people will focus on the AGM, but these conversations are always going on in the background, aren't they, about what you, you might want to do and things sort of rubber stamped, really, at, at the AGM. Um, the big question that I think a lot of fans have is about the future of Speedway. They see clubs closing down. We're losing Wolves losing Peterborough and and as has been pointed out by m- many people before this is not because of speedway reasons this is because of external factors you know people wanting to uh, you know do greyhound racing more or or develop the land so these are things that speedway you know it can't really compete with unfortunately um what are the plans over that going forward and 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 how speedway protects itself against that um but also the clubs you're involved in what what's what's the future have in store for Sheffield Sheffield of course 
uh, is a Greyhound stadium, as, as we've seen. Those have been under threat. And for Leicester as well, um, you've got obviously family involvement with Leicester, um, which has been well documented, has, has been looking for new ownership. So what are the situations going forward with, with those two clubs, first of all? Well, Sheffield is pretty, Sheffield's pretty stable, to be fair, at Alton. Uh, we're in great relationship with, with stadium landlords and um, stadium directors. Um, we, we, we signed a new lease uh, last year for five years. Uh, I think it was, yeah, five years. Um, and the, I think the difference with Sheffield is at the moment it's an independent dog dog racing trap um, where a lot of others who's, who's had problems of, are owned by groups. Um, so where we... At the moment, at Sheffield, everything's all good. I can't see see any any future problems, but you never know. Um, we don't own the stadium, but uh, as I'm very confident that um, Alton will be hosting Spurs for many, many years to come. Um, Leicester, yeah, uh, myself and, and my family are, uh, we have put Leicester for sale. Um, I've had, had quite a lot of inquiries about it. Um, I am negotiating with someone at the moment, um, potentially for the sale of it, uh, but that's as far as it goes at the moment. Um, it's, you know, Leicester's a great place, great club, um, and it's, it hasn't been done lightly, the decision to get to sell Leicester. Um, it's more more um, to do with family and, and health reasons um, why um, we've decided to let one club go. Sheffield got close for us, um, but Leicester it's got a lot of good things going for it. Um, it's financially in a good place um, since we've owned it. It, always, it's, it has been for all, every year. Um, again, every club has its ups and downs. We've had ups and downs there, but it's been a very successful club um, since we took it over. Um, National League, Championship level. Uh, first year back in um, Premiership this year, just missed out on playoffs. Um, so I, it, it's just, it's been a really, really good place for us. Um, and there's been a lot of learning from Leicester. Um, and it will be missed by us all, but, you know, sometimes you've got to put things before other things and, and hopefully I can sell it to some deals who will carry on in in the place it's been good for the last few years. But the, the bottom line there, there no no reason for any fans to fear for the future of either of those clubs being at the tapes next season? No, 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 not at all. Um, Leicester, I'm sure, will be will be there um, if I sell it, which, I'm, 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 like I say, I'm negotiating with somebody at the moment. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the plan's there for them to carry on um, Premiership next year. Uh, and Sheffield, I said, no problems whatsoever. No, none. It's all um, it's all good in, in both of them. And what are the big areas really now for for the for the board of directors and for everyone at the BSPL to to look at over this winter? What what are the um, the themes on the agenda really, rather than getting into the you know the individual whys and wherefores and and what you might do? But what are the aspects that are top of the top of the list of priorities for you to look at between now and the start of next season? Well, obviously it's well documented that uh, Wolverhampton and Peterborough um, are going to be out at home. Um, like I said earlier, due to external issues, nothing to do with in Speedway. Um, I think 
to be away yourself at the moment is is pretty good. Um regardless of what reports and what people say. Um we have a great T V deal with now Warner Brothers uh Discovery. And and we we we're building a lot of things. We brought Phil on into the premiership which has been um a really good um acquisition for us. He's he's done a lot of stuff. Maybe it's not all well documented for everybody to see, but a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that he, he does and, and, and what he helps out with. So I think the premiership alone is going in the right direction. It's a shame with Wolves and Peterborough. It really is. Um, two great clubs. Um, massive clubs. Um, but our first priority, realistically, is to get the premiership back up to a, more than the five teams that's left. Um, so that's a that that's a priority. Um, stuff is going on in background, um, but until until we, we you know we get any commitments or where have you from other places, it's um, that's something we need to keep building on. And so we'll be looking at obviously clubs to coming in there to get that up to at least six and maybe more potentially next season, and and also mentions of, of potentially other clubs maybe coming back over time as well. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think we're all I think everybody love. To have ten teams in top league, but it's not really possible at the moment um, for various reasons. Um, but yeah, we need to get to at least at least minimum six, um, and then obviously if we look at there is there's always clubs looking and and wanting to come back into a speedway. Um, again, they find there's difficulties with stadium availabilities. Uh, What's gone on previous at clubs who've done it before, but yeah, there's always there's always talks with with clubs that has finished over the last few years to to try and get them um, returned because we need as many clubs as we can. Absolutely, and be great to see some of those old names coming back, um, if if not sooner. And of course, the the fight for Coventry still goes on as well, which uh, the BSPL has been you know involved in in supporting too. And Phil addressed the panel um, the other day, but obviously others have as well. And and, and talk of uh, you know Matt Ford being involved too has, has got to be positive from a speedway point of view. Obviously, a long way to go with that, but um, that would be one one good example of a, a a great club coming back. Yeah, listen, Coventry's been been missed. Uh, great club. Great location, great was a great stadium, and what the Save Coventry um, group have done is is fantastic. Really, you know, uh, Dave Rowe and, and Jeff Davis, just to name a couple of them, they've they've kept it going. They kept it going. They're now in court with it, um, and they're not getting bullied in court by it all. They they they're standing the ground, and I think it's um, if they win that, I, I think it's absolutely tremendous for Speedway in general and just to show that not everything can be bullied out of stadiums and, and by developers and other external sources you know it, it's it's great that we've got people fighting these causes and, and like I said there's, there's other clubs who's wanting to do the same and, and trying to get the same the clubs back up but it, it is as you see with Coventry they're, they're a hard fight and they're a hard, long battle Obviously, just slightly off on that with with Wolves, for example, I know that they, you know Chris Van Stratton's talked a little bit about what they're trying to achieve and and get sort of a, a motorsport park together, and not not something not too dissimilar to what Redcar have have, have got, I suppose. Uh, the situation there, a part of town that's synonymous with with motorsport and speedway, becomes part of that. But from the BSPL point of view, what can the BSPL do to support these bids? 
when you're approaching councils and people like that, landowners, to try and get Speedway up and running in an area that hasn't previously had it? Well, we we have a we have a good relationship with Sport England now. Over the last few years, it's developed really strongly with them, and we have regular meetings with Sport England, which is you know to have them on your side is a massive, massive boost in anything. Um, we 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 always support every club to every council, uh, MPs, mayors. Well, you know whatever we can do, we we throw a support behind anything. Um, so all, all all we can do is just keep doing that what we can do and, and as a as a governing body as a sport we can say look you know it's a serious sport serious people and 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 you know we've got sport England and people like that on the side as well it it does help tremendously and we've got MPs who we have regular contact with through we used to have a, a parliament group um, and we're still in contact with a lot of them MPs and stuff so we we have got people who, who all we can call on and, and speak to and they give advice and, and they can throw the weight behind it if, if needs be. Um, and hopefully Wolverhampton do get the motorsport part. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a pipe dream. I think it's a very realistic option. Uh, I'm speaking to Chris, so hopefully in not too distant future, Wolverhampton are back at, um, at, the, at a different stadium and, and the back running. Yeah, that's what we all want to see. Well, look, um, thanks a lot, Damien, for your time and, and explaining those things to us and talking to us about Sheffield and Leicester. And uh, good luck for um, for Sheffield going forward. It was obviously a bit tough luck with Leicester, wasn't it? That last last ditch thing, but um, that's ended up being Ipswich's gain, and they've made it to the final. And now it's either Sheffield or Wolves to join them. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was a shame with Leicester because they started off so well, but obviously. You know, um, do that issue with 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 Nick, um, and then obviously it just seemed to. I think Stuart tried just trying to jump on straight away, try and keep the team moving. He wanted seven riders, didn't work out. We 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 try realistically, it didn't work out. But you know, it's one of the things it's done with. I'm sure Ipswich and uh, sorry, I'm sure Leicester and and itself and Stuart have learnt from stuff. Everybody makes mistakes, but you know it's one of the things. I'm sure Leicester will be there or thereabouts next year um, if Stuart's still in charge because he's one of the most determined people you'll ever meet in Speedway, and he doesn't like losing. So I expect Leicester to be. Uh, up there next year to be honest okay well watch this space and uh, before you know it it'll be time for team building again and starting from scratch and press and practice will be around the corner before you know it won't it <laughs> yeah it flies round absolutely thanks a lot Damien all the best and uh, we'll keep an eye on our uh, Sheffield do in the uh, in the next week no worries Damien Bates one of the promoters at the Sheffield Tigers on No Breaks, No Fear. Now, in the next part of the podcast, we're speaking to someone who's uh, found themselves in the shoes of a promoter. Martin Coleman is the guy who's got the task of putting on the Stuart Robson farewell meeting for the fifth time. And we're going to speak to him all about that next on No Breaks, No Fear. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan, and now in this next part, I'm joined by Martin Coleman. Now, Martin Coleman is a lifelong Speedway fan and uh, got himself involved with organising Stuart Robson's farewell meeting. Now, Stuart Robson, of course, a legend of a number of clubs, one of which is Coventry, and Martin uh, has done his own podcast uh, to do with Coventry, and the two know each other well, so it fell to Martin to uh, get on board and sort of become a promoter for this meeting in in some respects. Uh, And this was back in 2019. 2020 was when the meeting was supposed to happen. Of course, COVID occurred, and the world shut down. The meeting didn't happen. All the other restagings have fallen victim to the weather, and finally, here they are, fifth time lucky, and uh, I have to say at least the weather is looking better for this Saturday, the 30th of September. And Martin joins us now. Martin, when you took on this job for Stuart of organising his meeting, did you think that you'd have to be doing it five times? <laughs> um, hi, Ian. Um, no, in a word. Um, uh, growing up, being in the sport all throughout my life, I've always thought, you know what, I could be a promoter. Well, I'll tell you what. I feel like I've promoted a couple of seasons already. Um, it's just been um, a meeting that seems to have been just riddled with bad luck from from the moment we started. Um, everything was going smoothly, and we were literally seven days away from hosting it back in uh, March 2020, and uh, we got called off due to the, the pandemic literally a week before. Um, nothing you could do about it, and, and you know we had to follow the guidelines that were in place, and obviously the sport itself was put on hold for a period of time. So... Um, you just put that one in the back pocket and think, okay, we, we planned for the first one. Uh, when we get a date to replan and, and go again, we will do. And uh, unfortunately, now this is the, the fifth time we're doing it. Um, the weather, as we know, plays havoc with our sport at times. And uh, yeah, probably the, the closest we've had was March this year, where we, we managed to get to the stadium and, and uh, Johnny and the guys at Red Car on the track were, were doing their, their best to... Uh, get the circuit raceable but it was just too soft and and that was the closest we'd been and unfortunately um we had to call it off really late so we're we're back now for a fifth time and um and all plans really for saturday where for once that the weather forecast seems to be on our side we we, we're just battling with other other issues to, to make sure the meeting goes ahead and one question of i guess will will come from this obviously this is to to give um money to uh, to Stuart Robson, you know, you know it's, uh, that's what testimonials and, and all that are all about. So, what happens when you get to the point, and, and as you mentioned, very late notice for most of these these runnings for it for it to be called off? You, you've got expense that you've committed to 
um, at certain points, whether that's, you know, hire of the stadium to some extent, or you've got food in, or you've got programs printed, race jackets made. I mean, these costs then have to be absorbed by by all that, don't they? So you must be a little bit out of pocket (laughs) up to this point. Yeah, um, I mean, the one thing I would say is that from the from the moment we started planning and we started putting the the sponsorships available, Stuart's had a, an amazing response from the Speedway public um, in terms of all the sponsorships. So everything we've asked to be sponsored has been sponsored, and to be fair, every single person that that joined us and gave us money uh, up to the the first event pre pandemic, um, they've kept their money with us, and that's enabled us to to obviously get everything sorted. Um, We've had programs printed twice, which, um, you know, they're expensive. And unfortunately, now they're, they're sat in boxes and we're going to offer people the opportunity to buy them on Saturday as a bit of a collector's item. Um, the, the the event in March this year was a one because all the riders had got their um, St. John's was their programs, food, etc. Um, and yeah, we're, we're probably in between five and six thousand pounds now out of the money that was raised. Um we're that far behind. Uh, we've had some great support from uh, a couple of companies that have joined and, and got on board. And we've probably clawed back probably 20, 25% of that, which um, it will all help. Um, but again, to, to put this meeting on, uh, it will probably cost us in the region of sort of four or 5,000 uh, pounds again at the weekend. So, um, you know, a few people have messaged, uh, you know, sent DMs and stuff sort of to say, why don't you just knock it on the head and that sort of stuff? But the trouble is now, if we did call it off uh, and not run it, we've somehow got to find five, six thousand pounds to give people their sponsorship money back. So it's it's a meeting now that um, you know there's been comments made that when it does get run, it will end up being a memorial and stuff like that, and you know the, the witty banter that you get online. But uh, yeah, we, we've had great support from sponsors um, and everybody that's been involved has you know really supported us and. Uh, We'll be doing whatever we can to, to claw the money back that we've lost, but also to try and give um, Stuart and his family um, a bit of a payout, you know, which, which is um, for his career that he had in the sport uh, and for somebody that watched him at Coventry for so long and then other people watched him at Lakeside, Newcastle, Rye House. You know, he, he is um, he's a name that over the, the years in British Speedway, he was all out. He was a racer. He, he gave plenty of entertainment for whoever he rode for. Um and that, that sort of shows in the fact that a lot of the sponsors weren't even from clubs that you rode for. Um, you know, people from Glasgow, um, people from Bellevue, you know, contributed money to it. So it shows the level of support that, that fans had for him. And, you know, we, we hope that one last time at the weekend um, that people either, you know, make their way to Redcar on Saturday evening or they, they jump on the live stream that we're arranging at the moment to... Uh, just to try and, and, and fill some of the money back, really. Happily, I'm pleased to report that the weather forecast is as probably as good as it gets for uh, for Saturday at this moment in time. Um, I mean, there's some rain skirting by, but it looks like it's going to miss Middlesbrough. And uh, uh, I, I would be as confident as I as I could be and as optimistic as I can be that uh, finally you, you're going to get this off the ground. Tell us about the lineup you've put together and, and the work that goes in to get a lineup together because it's not it's not really very easy when, especially as people will know um you're limited with with availability you've got to work around other stuff you are kind of going up against the the grand prix <laughs> which is happening in Torren, and that obviously whilst you weren't trying to get bartos 
to ride. I don't know, maybe you did invite him, I'm not sure. Um, but um, obviously, th- this is a big pull, um, and for riders as well, a lot of Speedway people are, are going to that um, to be there uh, or involved in it in, in, in some other way, if they're mechanicing or whatever it is. So y- you've got this competition with other stuff going on, of course, on a, on a Saturday. And just tell us about the scale of the task to, to get a, a lineup and a good lineup you know, together for this event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've had, you know, obviously, like you say, we're up against the, the Torrent GP. Um, uh, nobody was as disappointed as I was in Voyans two weeks ago when Bartos wore the wrong race suit and the the, the, G, the, the world title wasn't sorted. But, um, you know, we've had a couple of riders that have been available all the way through. So uh, Simon Lambert, Danny King, uh, Leon Flint, of, you know, Paul Stark, the, to name but four, have put their name up every time. Um, and again, they're, they're people that, you know, respect what Stuart did. Uh, the lineup that we had in March, it's fair to say, was the best of the four lineups we'd had up to that point. And, you know, being a Speedway fan, you look at the lineup and you think, okay, it, it's definitely slightly weaker than, than what it was. But what we've tried to do this time around is try to ensure that, you know, there's, there's many a time I've been to a meeting whereby you look at the program and you think, this is going to be a dreadful meeting, it's going to be a walkover. And it's ended up being one of the most entertaining ones you've seen. And, and we're hopeful that on Saturday that the guys that are involved, um, you know, they're going to be of, of similar level. Probably at the moment, Danny King is a standout with it being red car, but we wanted to make sure that red car fans had something to cheer as well. Uh, and we've managed to get three of their lineup at the moment. Um, but, at, at, you know, the time of the year, it, back in March, people were, were desperate for laps. They, they were desperate to get on the bike. And that's probably why the, the response was, was so good. We're obviously battling with the, the delayed playoffs as well. So, um, you know, some of the riders in the Premiership uh, didn't want to commit because they had playoffs going on. And, and Stuart, out of everybody, fully respects that. He understands that. Um, but, you know, we, we've had riders in the past. We did have Freddie Lindgren back in March that was... We were lucky that he was doing a tour of the UK and managed to get him in. Um, you know, people like Bomber, Niels Christian Everson. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, this time around, these types of riders haven't been available. Um, some of the youngsters in the sport, Ashton Bowen, Freddie Hodder, um, who recently had a great, you know, score at the weekend. We're, we're, we're giving riders that are hungry to ride, but also, you know, we're very respectful of the fact that they've given up their time to join us as well. So uh, we are still looking for the final two. Um, I'm waiting on responses from a number of riders that have got messages out there, but uh, it's one of them. And we, you know, the the meeting really on Saturday, if it goes ahead, um, you know, we've got the Young Lions demonstration. Neil Vatcher's got the guys up there as well. There's also some uh, upright demonstrations. So it will be a, you know, an evening packed with, with entertainment on the, on the track. And it's really just, you know, hopeful that people set their, their Sky Plus to record the Torrent GP and watch it when they get home. Um, you know, Stu deserves a send off with a, you know, the best crowd that we can get, and we're hopeful that the people, certainly in the northeast, um, and maybe some from Scotland, uh, will come down. And obviously, Newcastle. You know, he was synonymous with Newcastle for a number of years, and. We're hoping that a few people make their way over there as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can't beat being there. And you, you, you can watch it on your phone, uh, the, the, the Grand Prix, I guess. If you've got Discovery Plus, you can take it with you. You've got no excuse. You can watch two meetings at once. All good. Um, but you're still bashing away on the phones there and, and some riders, maybe maybe some surprises, who knows, who's going to get back to you yet when, when they realise what their availability is. So never say never. Um, 
And you're starting at what five o'clock in the afternoon, isn't it? On on Saturday afternoon at Redcar. Yeah, uh, five o'clock start. Um, the parade will be at five, and we're you know we're looking for heat one to get underway sort of ten past quarter past five. Um, you know we've got an experienced referee with us. It's been Craig Ackroyd on a number of occasions, but Craig's busy this weekend, so Chris Durno is stepping in. So you know another FIM referee. Um, and Chris, again, through our connections down at Coventry, we've known him a long time. So he will he will make sure that, you know, the, the event runs through and that people aren't, aren't stood around. But uh, five o'clock start um, with Young Lions demonstrations as well. And like I said, upright races. So we're, we're looking to give everybody, you know, something different. And fingers crossed in the next 24, 48 hours, I'll have had the responses from a couple of more people to, to confirm the lineup and... Uh, and then really it's it's all systems go for for Saturday evening. Okay, and what is can you run us through the, the confirmed lineup as to where we're up to so far? The the, the full uh however many riders you have got there nailed down so we can we can get a, a, a sort of a, a grasp of the uh of who's on show. Uh we've got Simon Lambert, we've got Connor Mountain, uh Norick Bladorn, who thankfully wasn't too bashed up in Checo at the weekend, but he, he rode great last night in the playoff final. Danny King, Lassa Fredrickson from Edinburgh, Lee Complin, Freddie Hodder, uh, Drew Kemp. We've got Paul Stark, Ashton Bowen, Leon Flint, and then Red Cars, Jason Edwards and Luke Harrison. So we've still got two places. Like I said, I've probably got six or seven different riders that I've contacted that we're just waiting on responses from. Um, and hopefully two of them will, will come off in the next uh, 48 hours. And then uh, it's 20 heats to, with a semi-final and a final for the main event and then uh, the, the Young Lions stuff as well going on. So, um, like I said, sponsorship-wise, we can't thank people enough for not only getting in touch originally and putting their money in, but also to, to keep the money with us. And uh, we'll be trying to make sure that we give Stu the best send-off we can on Saturday evening. Yes, and, uh, well, hopefully fifth time lucky and, and you get the meeting on finally. You won't know what to do with yourself after if, if it is all complete and wrapped up in <laughs> Saturday night, will you? No, I'll go for a lay down. Um, we are confirming the details um, at the moment, but the, the meeting will be live streamed. Um, so hopefully people, because Stu has lots of friends also around the world, quite a few friends in Australia that have said they're going to log in and watch it. So uh, we'll be putting the details around on our socials in the next uh, day or two uh, with tapes of TV. Alex and the guys are going to film it. So uh, it's there available. Um, you know, people in the Coventry area, Rye House, Lakeside, if they don't want to make the trip up north because of the, the distance, then hopefully they'll join us online and, and be able to take part in uh, in what hopefully will be a, will be a, a valued send-off for him. Finally, Martin, just a quick word about Coventry and, and where you're up to. Obviously, a club very close to your heart. The appeal is rumbling on. Um, people might have been watching some of the, certainly the earlier discussions and the opening statements. So where, where are we up to with that at, at this moment now? Uh, so, yeah, very close to my heart. Um, massive loss to, to the family, friends and everybody that, that used to go. Uh, we're in week two now of the, the appeal case, so it, it restarts again today. Um Really, you know, Jeff, Dave, um, and the guys that are on the on the group have done an amazing job to, to put a case forward. Um, you know, the, the owners of the land want to build houses, and also now a a three G football pitch that has come out of nowhere to try and save their their application. Um, all we can do is trust in the process and hope that the uh, the councillor uh, that's making the decision uh, finds in our favour. Um, trouble is i don't know if that means that they would have to sell the land back so that's obviously a different matter but 
Um, this this part of this process is all about trying to ensure that their appeal doesn't get approved. And if it doesn't, then we move a step closer to uh, to getting the old stadium back. And uh, you know, the grandstand, etc., is pretty much a write-off now due to the damage that it's had with all of the the people going in and vandalising it. But the the track is still there. The track is all we need. We uh, you know we've got a terrace in that can be rebuilt, and uh, you know the, the grandstand we can leave for another point. But uh, key part really is hopefully that the rest of this week goes in our favour. The council um, kick out their appeal, and uh, and then we're next step down the line to, to hopefully getting it revived. And some interesting you know, things have come out of it actually. In in for example, you know Phil Morris did a fantastic job. I think you know standing up not just for Coventry but for Speedway in general and really setting the scene for the prosperity going forward. You know people will you don't have to look far for to, to find people who will find fault with with the sport. And we all know it's not perfect. And even Phil Morris said that. But you know there is a lot of reason to be, to be optimistic about the sport in the next few years or so. And I think he did a, a terrific job standing there and making the case for not just British Speedway but you know Speed way around the world too and um and also you know people like chris van stratton making his case of course he's in a slightly different situation but he is now having to find a, a new place to to take speedway and and rebuild it and um and also matt ford is is another sort of expert uh testimony that's uh, that's that's to come as well no absolutely um you know we, we all the people that listen to this podcast we love the sport you know we, we accept that um Quite often the sport probably shoots itself in the foot, but ultimately you only have to look at the scenes last night at Bellevue, you know, to see the racing that's on offer, um, to see the current level that the sport's at in the country. And, you know, it's obvious from the first few days of the court case that a lot of the opposition noise to Speedway, uh, even the reports that have been done, that they don't understand the sport. They don't actually, you know, get it from a spectator perspective. And, uh, you know, it's something that you're, it's in you. You either go regular or you'll go once and not go back and uh you know over the years everybody will know hundreds thousands of people that used to go um and i'm pretty confident that if we did get the green light and that the sport was to return at brandon not only the speedway but the stock car as well um similar to what oxford have done and similar to how they've managed to you know come out the flames there would be a massive crowd on the opening night back at brandon absolutely massive and I do believe that whatever the capacity is put on from a health and safety perspective, we would probably do that two or three times over. Um, it's something that should never have allowed to happen. Um, and it's always one of those. And you don't expect it to happen to your team. Uh, and when it does it, you know, it really puts it into into perspective. But uh, all we can do now is, is, you know, trust in the legal process and hope that... Uh, we get one step closer in a couple of weeks' time when the decision is made. Well, keep fighting the good fight, and uh, you know, absolutely, everybody's behind you. There's not a, not a person in Speedway who wouldn't want to see Speedway back there at Brandon. I don't think there's a person in Speedway who wouldn't, wouldn't want to be there uh, the day that, uh, of course, it opens up, as you mentioned, and seeing the likes of of Oxford. You know, a great a great example, and frustrating though as well that you know you've got the, the some of these expert witnesses, counsellors, and stuff that that haven't actually been down to Oxford to to see what is possible. And as you say, you do feel like sometimes that people are having an argument about the prosperity of Speedway, but they've never actually been, and they don't understand it. And it's easy to say something, but but yet 
a 3G football pitch is is something that's prosperous. But it was interesting to see that putting the 3G football pitch down there is, is going to be a problem for the local sports centre who are not happy about it. So there's there's all sorts of little arguments in and among, isn't there? You know, I think that there are people who are wise to the to what's going on here. Well, I think everybody involved in the Speedway understands what's going on from the opposition perspective. And, and like I said, the, the 3G football pitch and a pavilion that was never in their plans two or three years ago has all of a sudden appeared and now they're they're hanging their hat on that as a as a reason to get it done. So um, you only have to listen to the uh, the gentleman being interviewed last week who mentioned the Oxford Chargers football team. That's all you need to know about the fact that their whatever research they've done it is not worth the paper it's written on. But uh, yeah, we um, we just got to keep our fingers crossed, mate. Really, yeah. <laughs> Oxford Chargers football team, great stuff. <laughs> okay, on that note, look, uh, all the best for, for that. But of course, uh, first of all, all the best for Saturday for the Stuart Robson farewell meeting. It has been the longest of goodbyes, but um, hopefully on uh, Saturday uh, you, you get it underway and uh, everybody has a great night. Thank you, Tuesday, and thanks for your time. Martin Coleman of the uh, Stuart Robson farewell meeting. He's the man promoting it for the fifth time, fifth time lucky on um, Saturday that's due to take place at Redcar 5pm start elsewhere in the Cap Direct Championship the Pool Pirates are looking to secure their grand final place via Group A when they host Edinburgh on Wednesday with the return taking place at Armadale on Friday Group B continues uh, we've got this vital fixture at Glasgow, uh, for Glasgow at Redcar uh, with their potentially crunching counter with Oxford now to be rearranged in the uh, imminent few days so look out for announcements about that Scunthorpe hosting Redcar on Friday in the first leg of their Knockout Cup semi-final uh, elsewhere as we mentioned Stuart Robson's heavily delayed by five years uh, no well actually three and a half isn't it three and a half uh, farewell meeting is now scheduled for this Saturday at Redcar 5pm start National Development League um, well the leaders Leicester and Mildenhall meet in the NTL on Friday with the two sides also due to clash in the Knockout Cup final next month. Oxford also into the grand final when they wrap up their regular home campaign against Edinburgh on Wednesday. And that's how things look heading into the uh, next week and the start of October and things on course to wrap up. Not least, of course, the Sports Insure Premiership grand final. The uh, first leg uh, will be provisionally at least um, on Monday and then the second leg on Thursday the 5th of October with the teams to be involved yet to be finally decided but we know it will involve the Ipswich Witches well done to them thanks for joining us once again we'll be back next week with a bit of a half-time report all being well if things go to schedule on the final in the Sports Insure Premiership and possibly in the Cab Direct Championship as well at least we'll know who will be heading to the grand final in that league by then uh, join us next week for uh, more of that here on No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.